Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. So I did a flirt workshop with a group of men and women last night, and it was awesome. Okay. So I I went over my magic secret ingredients to flirting and we broke out into Zoom room mock dates and we had a lot of fun. And at the end, during the Q&A section, a woman asked me about a scenario where she didn't understand what happened. So she was talking to a man at a dance party and they were having a great conversation. I mean, things were flowing and they were laughing and she felt she was really having a lot of chemistry with this guy. And then in the midst of the conversation, he, he holds his hand out and asked her to dance. And she paused and looked at him and said straight away, oh, no, thank you. I just prefer to talk. And slowly she saw that he was losing interest and then he walked away. And she was really perplexed. And she asked me, she didn't understand what happened. I mean, they were having such a great conversation and then he just dropped her. Now, I don't know her at all. I just met her at the workshop and I don't work with this woman, but I didn't have to know. (laughs) I didn't have to know that she completely shut the door on him. The man wanted to offer something, his hand, a dance to move with her. And she, which she didn't accept it. And she just said, no, I don't want to do this. I equate it back to the caveman days. And and look, we all are kind of, you know, coming from that place of caveman days where, I mean, it was like the man was coming home from going hunting all day for his woman. And he came to the doorway with this big piece of meat, offering it to her. And she opens the door and says, "Mm, uh, no, thank you. I already have one in the fridge. Boom, slams the door. But then there's the woman's side, okay? And you all know, I, I work with both men and women, and I always see the other side. And so after talking about the man's piece, I then asked her how comfortable she was being in her body and letting a man kind of be close to her. And that perhaps it was easier to be in the comfort of her home, which was her head and her conversations, that maybe, just maybe, it was scary for her to lead with her body. And she got really quiet and said, oh, you're spot on. That is exactly what I was feeling. I, I, I guess I was scared. So for her, receiving in that essence was hard. The truth is that both genders have responsibility in how the masculine and the feminine play out. Men need and desire to lead in his masculine. And women, we women crave that. We want to be led. We want to be taken care of. We want to feel safe and secure. But both genders sometimes, men and women, don't know how to allow that to happen for the masculine to lead and the feminine to receive. So with me today is someone really special. He knows how to teach men definitely how to lead with their masculine. And I, of course, love teaching women how to receive it. So we're kind of a good match, I'll just say. Uh, He's a coach for men in relationship, former Silicon Valley 
executive founder of the tech company that he eventually sold and the author of two books, including a recent published, The Masculine in Relationship. He specializes in nice guys who want to find their personal power. His teachings combine deep embodiment work with the framework of the masculine blueprint from the book. And I love that because he really gives actionables. It's not just, you know, theory, which I you know me by now, I always am preaching that because that's where you change. His teachings are based on 12 years as a student and creator in the realm of masculine feminine dynamic, as well as principles he pulls from a variety of fields, psychology, martial arts, tango, which I love, by the way, meditation and get ready, BDSM. Welcome, GS Youngblood. Are you there? Yes. Good morning, Kimmy. Thank you for having me on. Oh, hello. Okay. Just saying your name, it's kind of mysterious. Like, is there, (laughs) can we just start there? Like, what is the story behind your name? Like YGS? Uh, Those are my first two initials. There's no mystery to it. Okay. But you never go by the actual name. You just go by the initials. Oh yeah. My friends call me Gregory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You revealed your name. Well, It's funny because names are really important. And I recently, a lot of people have been asking me because I used to go by Kim and then I just switched to Kimberly and now I'm Kimmy. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the truth is why I ended up with Kimmy and now I want everyone to call me that is I realized that the people who I love and the people who are near and dear to me always end up calling me Kimmy. And there's such a like personal kind of connection for me with that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, what's in a name, right? Yeah, well, now you can feel the love from everybody that calls you Kimmy. Exactly, GS. Okay, so I would love to hear more about you. Like, how, I mean, what is your backstory? How did you become a masculine leader yourself? Were you always yourself that way, or? Well, I, I wish I could say that. And uh, <laughs> as, I, as I often say, I, I came about it the hard way. And I was, in a, I was married for 10 years, and mm. that was a marriage that ended about 10 years ago. And I was married to a very strong woman. And... I didn't know how to be with that, even though I was very attracted to her confidence and her, mm-hmm. her confidence. Um, when things get a little tougher, you know, you start having children, everybody's working, life gets a little more stressful. You've been together for a while. It, it can actually be very hard if, you, if you're with a woman like that and really don't know how to be with that kind of feminine power. If you don't bring your own masculine power to the equation. And, you know, I hate to say it, but that was... That was where I ended up. By the end of that marriage, I was just really just trying to stay away from her anger and, you know, keep the peace. And that actually pushed her away even farther. And um, at the end, her her heart and her body were close to me and I was baffled and it was very hurtful and, and challenging. But that was the fuel that really propelled me to want to find a different way to be in relationship. And so it was over the last... Uh, really now by about 12 years of men's work, uh, work in the field of authentic relating, and then being in a, in a primary relationship for about seven of those years um, with a very strong and feminine woman and seeing uh-huh. in, the, in the laboratory of, of real life and real relationship what works and what doesn't, what opens her and what doesn't. Um, and really that was the path that got me to a point where I said, you know, I could actually start to write about this. And I took a lot of notes every day on, on dynamics that I uh, observed in my own relationship and, and those of friends. 
And at some point I had enough, I had enough material and I organized it into the, into the three part blueprint that I shared with you. Mm-hmm. And that was where the book was born. And, uh, and so I've been, and then, you know, in parallel to that coaching men for a few years now. Um, so that was really the journey that took me to where I am today. Wow. That's it. You know, I wanted to ask you about that because I get this question a lot It's for strong women. They get very frustrated because they're like, oh, you know, men just, what is it? They don't like confident women. They just want me to be like dumb and, and like a damsel in distress. And right. like, can you speak to that? Like, cause I, I know that's not true, but from a man's standpoint, cause especially you were married to somebody who was you know, kind of a different kind of assertiveness than, than someone now. Yeah, I, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to share the subtitle of the book because it allows me to answer your questions. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan that either. The, the, the book is called the masculine in relationship, which you already mentioned. Yeah. And the subtitle is a blue, a blueprint for inspiring the trust, lust, and devotion of a strong woman. And, um, you know, that's really what this is about. And it's really the, the joke, kind of the inside joke of the whole thing is that every woman is a strong woman these days, you know, <laughs> for the most part, right? Right, right. And so it's really a book for any guy with any woman uh, for the most part. And, um, you know, I just, I want to do really have men learn from, from the mistakes that I made over the years. Um, it's... You know, it's a, of course, it's an insult to expect a woman to be docile and to defer uh, in the relationship. But there are ways of being that a man can bring, and it's kind of under the umbrella of, of that term masculine leadership. Mm-hmm. There are qualities that we can bring to the table where a strong woman, a strong, capable, confident woman naturally wants to relax into her own feminine energy, naturally wants to uh, allow you to lead her. You know, it's a choice by her to allow. It's, it's not... You know, it's not compulsion. It's an invitation for you to follow my lead. And if you feel safe with me, if you trust me, then you may choose to, to relax into my lead. So what I tell men is it's not about being in charge. Uh, it's not about expecting her to turn docile and just do whatever you say. It's about learning the skills of masculine leadership, bringing it to the table as an invite to her. And in many cases, in certain situations, she, she may naturally relax back into her feminine energy and what I found is for a man that could do that, you become, I mean, absent other factors um, and assuming some other factors as well. You, a man who can bring these qualities becomes uniquely attractive to his woman. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really true. And I think that, you know, thinking... I'm, every woman that I talk to, no matter how strong she is, I mean, CEO of a company, a celebrity in her own right, or, you know, yeah. whatever it is, they all say the same thing. I'm just so tired. I'm tired of doing it all. <laughs> what, yeah. where, where is the man who can just step up and sweep me off my feet and, and do the planning and, and provide for me for once? Yeah. But, you know, I, I love using the metaphor of the dance, and I love that you have, like, like the tango, you know, experience in you and the example that I used to, you know, in the beginning of the podcast is it really is a dance between men and women. Like, I don't believe it's just the man's piece. I I believe there's a a woman's piece as well, but I was going to ask you what, you know, what about a man feeling like he is a leader is so important in a relationship or even on a date? Hmm. So I just want to make sure I understand the question. Like what's so important about that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because especially in this day and age, I think the roles are getting kind of murky, right? And um, well, seemingly so, you know, they're, women are getting stronger in the workforce, right? right? And feeling like, well, she doesn't need a man for that anymore. Right, exactly. Um, so what's right. the point of a man at all? What's the point <laughs> of a man? Like, what do we need him for? Yeah. I mean, sex for sure. Yes. Um, we need, a, need the penis. We need the penis. Um, That is definitely important. Although we're not, we're not. I mean, nowadays there's other things. So, so it's like, why is it so important for a woman to allow a man to feel in his masculine and for a man to feel that way still in this day and age? Yeah. Well, let's, you know, we have to distinguish and I think everybody gets this, but I'll say it anyway. We just have to distinguish between the working world and intimacy. You know, these are very different. Anybody who tries to bring the skills of one into the other, Mm-hmm. is, you know, is often set up for failure. And um, men have long gotten ourselves in trouble by bringing our, log- you know, just like this pure logic and analytical uh, approach to an intimate connection, you know, like it, yeah. the, two, the two don't necessarily mix. Well, now that, now that women are in the working world, the same thing applies, you know, if you come into the relationship and, you know, you're applying that masculine energy if if I'm a man who wants to identify with my masculine energy, we don't have polarity. Like there's two, it's basically two people in their masculine energy. And that's going to make for interesting conversation. We'll talk about all the cool places we traveled and what we did in our career. Mm. And I can speak for me at the end of the date, I'm not going to be attractive in, in most cases. And for me, the woman can be beautiful. She can be smart. And if I don't feel her to have at least the capacity to go into that relaxed, feminine, radiant energy, I, I'm not going to be interested. And so just speaking from my own experience, you know, I think it's, it's important to have that polarity on date. Now, you could flip it. I mean, the guy could be more in sort of an expressive, flowy, feminine energy, and she could be in her masculine. But I'm, I just, I tend to speak to more of the mainstream where the man wants to be masculine identified. And in that moment of intimacy, she wants to be feminine identified. So you kind of need it for that juice. And I think that's where people get put into the friend zone. men get put into the friend zone because they're not bringing any of that quality. They're trying to be nice and safe and boom, you're in the friend zone. It's counterintuitive, but it's still pretty much true. And I think the same can apply for, for women. Although I think you're, you're much more qualified to talk about this, but you know, if you are just telling me about all the cool things you've accomplished in your career and it's, it's all very sort of factual and and masculine, um, I'm going to probably put you in the friend zone. A hundred percent. That's yeah. exactly the case. Cause women don't understand sometimes the difference between being aggressive and assertive versus, you know, being in the feminine and receiving mode. Like there was a woman I was working with. Um, I often go into Bumble profiles and help them with their conversations, you know, and I see a lot. Oh my gosh, do I see a lot. And so um, she you know, she didn't understand why this guy wasn't asking her out. And she's like, Kim, how do I get this guy to ask me out? And I was looking at the conversational. First of all, it was very transactional. Like I, I might as well have been reading a LinkedIn exchange, right? And exactly. Yeah. And so it was really dry and boring and firing questions and factual. And what I was saying, you know, at the end, she's like, can I just ask him out? She would say, can I just let him know? I have a really busy schedule and I want him to know that I'm available Friday and Friday's coming up. And can I just tell him that? I'm like, no, you absolutely cannot. (laughs) (laughs) But you can say, because you haven't talked yet, that I wonder what your voice sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and and play play let him lead but you got to drop the hanky and so that's the difference you know between crumpling up the handkerchief and throwing it at him and just dropping it and so I don't know can you speak a little (laughs) as a man and also helping men and you know get into their masculine how they can like take that lead Mm -hmm. yeah I I like where you're going I'll, I'll before I start I'll just I'll say one thing about the languaging there's no have to here it's, yeah. and I'm not saying this to you, I'm more saying this to people and how right, they right, right. it's, but if you want to induce a, a quality in the other person, then, then these are recommended ways to, to be. I think that's the question. Cause I think, well, I'll just leave it at that. So how, I think the question underlying what you, what you asked me is, you know, how can a woman sort of evoke this more mm-hmm. direct, directive energy in the man? And, and yeah. um, I like where you're going, you know, about, I, like to see what you look like or or she can just share what's true for her which is like oh i'm really enjoying this conversation i'm really enjoying the connection yes you know and that's what that's what i mean i don't teach women and i don't pretend to be an expert on women but if, if asked you know a pure expression of your heart is the best way to get what you want not blame not shame not trying to take charge uh, it's a pure expression of your heart and so even in the dating context it's it's sort of as i suggested now, in a, in a relationship context, like if you and I are in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, it could, it could be like we're on our third date and, and, I'm, and I say, well, you know, what do you want to do? Um, I think the woman is, I think an artful way to say is, you know, I would really love to just relax back into your direction and I'd love you to choose and uh, I'll, yeah. follow, I'll, I'll follow where you lead. That's a way, that's not her, her shaming him of like, why don't you just figure it out? Aren't you, aren't you the man? You know, that's total shaming. I love that. But to say, hey, um, I'd love for you to figure it out and I'll follow your lead. And it's an invitation. Um, he's going to, most men won't be, you know, hurt by that. They'll, they'll want to step up. Like we guys, we want to we wanna do it right. That's how we're built. So <laughs> yeah. He's going to want to step up and then fulfill that desire. And again, she just gave, you know, a pure expression of her desire of what was true for her inside. I love that. And I like the word that you use is invitation. I think that's something that is really um, tangible that people can think about is you're, yeah, you're inviting a guy into your world. And another thing that you did with that phrase where you said, I would love to, is that you're coming from your emotions, like something that you would love to happen. And then you're inviting the guy to do it. And that combination is so powerful because, you know, again, I, a lot of times that's what's missed is that we don't talk in our feeling base. We're talking too much about like directives and facts base. And that's what loses the, the charm, the chemistry, the pull, the connection. I mean, and, and which is what we're all longing for, but we're shutting the door on that when we keep it at that surface directive level. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, it's true for both of us, you know. Yes. You, you can't, I mean, I, <laughs> one of my closest friends, you know, his, his woman gets the most mad at him when she can't feel him. And he thinks he's saying all the right things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't feel you. And so I coach this a lot with men. I, mean, I literally had three sessions this morning and two of them were me coaching the man to really connect his voice to his heart when he's expressing something. And it makes all the difference to the feminine, I found. And uh, same thing for you guys. Like, I don't, I, as I already said, I don't want to date a woman who's, you know, like just all factual. It's really not attractive. And I want to feel your heart. 
I don't want to feel your expressiveness, you know, like the, yeah. that's really, really what, what lights me up. I know that. Well, I mean, actually, if you think about it, and this is just science-based, is that, you know, a woman's brain has more capacity and we, like, our language is more in emotion, right? Mm-hmm. And that there's been tons of studies on that. And again, that goes back to, like, how we were even formed, but, and then men are more directive, right? And so I think that's why men are attracted to us, because you don't normally have that, you know? Like, you can talk to your buddies about just, you know the game and shooting the shit and all that stuff that's based in fact. But I think what's so powerful about a woman is that we help you tap into that. And if we don't, if we are not there, then yeah, we're just another buddy. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, masculine leadership has a lot to do with studying direction, um, clarity, decisiveness. I mean, those are some of the qualities of masculine leadership Mm -hmm. For, for me, feminine leadership, and this is, again, this is just me. I, I'm not dictating that it should be this way for anybody, but feminine leadership is really, you guys are the steward and the vanguard of the connection between us. You know, you, you guys are biologically built to sense if the connection is strong and then to reflect back when it's not. Yeah. And, it, and it's because we're, we're a little more dense. We don't always catch it. And so you can be the vanguard for that and make sure that we are tuned into the connection as well. And like, that's a juicy relationship right there. Like those are two different energies that, two people can bring and then you've got a really juicy relationship. Can we go back to the dense part? Yes. And I love you, man. And it's like, it's the, it's the benefit and the challenge all in one for us women, because I, I, we're very complex and we think in complexity. And so we think you think like us. Oh my gosh. Yes, we do. Right. You both do that. We think the other is just like us. And we're like, why the, uh, okay, I'll say, why the heck? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's exactly. acting this way, yes, you're so spot on. Yeah, and so the dense part, I just want to highlight that, and it comes to, like, flirting, it comes to being in a relationship. You know, we, we need to send smoke signals out that are amplified <laughs> times 10 for you to get it. And women will think that they are doing it, but maybe it's at a 2, you know, on the scale of 1 to 10. And then they get mad at the man because he didn't get it. But it goes back to that dense part. Like, can you speak, (laughs) can you speak to that? Like, what can we do as women to help you with that? Uh, Send them to a good men's coach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll work on the women. You work on the men, I think. And then we'll bring them back together. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Well, it's, this is, this is tough. Uh, because it is biological in nature. You know, you, mm-hmm. can, you, you can invite us into our best self. I think I gave an example earlier about, yep. you know, why, don't, why don't you choose? I'd, like, I'd love for you to choose. That would feel good. Um, you can reflect back to us when we're not getting it. Uh. You know, like, I'm kind of more assuming more people who are in some form of relationship, not just sort of first dates or, you know, bumble texting. But, you know, if you're in a relationship and we're just dense, which we inevitably will be, you know, showing us the pain of that, you know, without blaming and saying we're stupid and, and mm-hmm. you know, all this shaming, but just like, ouch, like when I talked about my mother and then, you you know, in her, the sickness that she's going through and then you change the subject, like, ouch, I, that hurt. Like that's you sharing with me without calling me a caveman idiot or shaming me or telling yes. me, you, telling me you always do this. You don't, you don't even know me. You know, you don't go into any of that shaming stuff. You said, ouch, 
And I think, you know, ouch as a sort of a symbol for all kinds of emotional expression is a really powerful way for, for women to call forth our best selves. And so without shaming us, you can, you can share the impact of our, of our denseness. I think that's the best way. That's awesome. And it's so uh, synonymous with what I teach women to do. Like, you know, it, again, it, it goes back to the context of how we feel. It's not about blaming the other person or using you messages. It's like, I felt this way when this happened. Did you know that? And then what I think is important after the expression of it is to see what your partner does with it. And then this goes for both, you know, like, does, does he then like, listen, does he, you know, and, and then on top of it, do you ask for what you need? Because that's the other dense part is that you may, you may say to the man, this is how I felt, but he may not know what to do with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then it's also letting him know what you need. Like, I would really need a, like, I'd love a hug right now. That's what would feel really good right now. (laughs) Yeah. And then, then the guy's like, Oh, that's all you want. Oh, okay, honey. Of course. You know, like, it's like this epiphany, like, Oh my God, that's that's what you need. That's it. I thought you wanted me to fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or I thought, I thought you wanted to kill me because you're having an emotional response. Yeah. We we think that it's, we, we cause it all. And then, and that's the thing about that I try to teach men is I say men inside of that powerful woman that might be raging at you in front of you is a very vulnerable little girl inside. And yeah. it, it doesn't matter if she's the, you know, the, the, the woman at the head of the boardroom or the most beautiful statuesque woman you've ever seen. It, mm-hmm. It's all the same inside as a part of her that feels very, very vulnerable. And if you can see that part while she's raging at you, you're going to be way more robust. You're going to respond in a much more tuned and present way than if you just see the sort of the, the, the emotional chaos that you think is directed at you. Oh, I love that you said that. You know, it kind of goes back to that example I said in the beginning. Like that woman was just scared to dance. You know, it, it had nothing to do with her trying to shut him out, but he interpreted it that way as rejection. Exactly. And you know, and I I see this happen oh, all the time. And I mean, we're all little boys and little girls at heart. And and when we have pain, it's that fight or flight response that we default to. And it depends on our upbringing too, you know, and how we, we, we deal with things. And so that's a beautiful um, way to look at it as, as the little girl, because often like really strong women, and this is, this goes for both men and women, you listening, is that that's a lot of vibrato that protects her from, from getting hurt because then she'll feel like she has control over something she's feeling very vulnerable with inside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. And I, I hate to say this next thing I'm going to say, but I will anyway, some of the strongest women I've known who I, I love and respect mm-hmm. also, they, they often fall apart the most, the, in the most dramatic fashion as well. Right. There, there's, mm-hmm. there's sort of the, there's a, there's the light and then there's the shadow and, um, and so it's like those women even more need a man to be grounded, to sit in stillness and his own centeredness and make space for her emotional chaos. Like they need it even more, but it's, it's that much harder. And I got to tell you, I mean, it's, you guys can be scary to us, like the, the, the strong, confident women, when you guys are upset with us, it's scary. Like our, our brains go haywire and we, you know, you talked about fight or flight. We go into what I write about in the book and I have an entire chapter on this is mm-hmm. into a state of threat. And that yeah. changes all of our perceptions. It cuts off all of our presence and creativity and, and 
heart connection and when we go into that state of threat. And so I really coach men, you know, like before you even think about trying to figure out the behaviors, mm-hmm. we've, got to, we've got to work on your state of threat. And then I go through a number of ways that you do that in the book. Oh, that's so, that's great. That was really great. You know, I, I know we're coming to an end soon, but I, I'd love to hear, because you were starting to say, uh, we do have a lot of men listening to this. And I also think it's helpful for women to hear what you're teaching men. What are some other things or skills that you instill in these men so that they can be that masculine leader? Mm. Well, I'll mention the blueprint because I think that's the easiest way to answer your question. Yeah. The first element of the blueprint is respond versus react. So this is building that quality of stillness and grounded groundedness in you mm-hmm. so that you, you know, one, um, responds to the world out of choice and intention rather than just in reactive fashion, maybe stimuli. And so uh, the core of that is the embodiment and breathing practices that I teach men. Um, I spent the entire morning teaching three men uh, some of these practices, and they're and they're telling me it's changing my life and it's changing my wow. life. And it's not something that most men do. And I, it's it's so it's a daily practice that I teach that uh, makes all the difference. It really helps settle your nervous system. This is where you've got to address these things down at the nervous system level. You know, if you're up in the situation and the circumstances and the behaviors, then you, you're already behind. Um, and then I teach men about emotions and then we talk about the state of threat. So that's how we address respond versus react. So first I build that foundation of groundedness within the man and, uh, men get a daily practice. Um, I'll soon, maybe by the end of the summer, I have an online course on daily practice or you can do it through my coaching. Um, so that's number one. Number two is, is, is called provide structure. And really, I think we've already talked about this. It's, Mm -hmm. It's bringing clarity and decisiveness to the couple. And so, you know, the, the easy example I always use is instead of saying, hey, honey, you know, why should we get a vacation this year? You say, hey, babe, I've been doing some thinking about this. And I picked out Croatia, Slovenia, and Italy as three places I would love to go. And I've looked up a few things like cool things to do in each of these. And I looked up flights. And so I kind of have a sense for what's available to us. How did those three land for you? And, and, then now she's just like oh thank you for not throwing the whole world wide open and making me sort of think about like all the places we could go you've given me three choices Mm. you've simplified my world now she might come back and say i don't want to do any of those and that's that's fine but you've already simplified the world for her by doing some of the research doing some of the pre-work and bringing her something that has a little bit of direction already set and then you allow her free choice within that set of choices or she can say you know none of the above so that's just like the most basic example. Um, but, you know, providing structure and direction actually can apply when you fight. You know, we've all had, we've all had fights with an intimate partner and we all, we've all started to give each other the cold shoulder. We're just so shut down. We don't want to talk to them. You can, so a man has two choices. He can wallow in that and wait for it to blow over, which is what we normally choose to do. You know, like you go in your cave. I know. Yeah, no women the, don't go in their cave. Just don't go. <laughs> yeah. But for us, the door. Yeah. But for us to go in our cave and kind of wait for it to blow over doesn't create trust. It's not no. guys. So I coach men, hey, you provide the structure here. You know, you go to your woman when you're both feeling shut down and say, baby, I know that was a rip roaring fight. And I know that we're both feeling shut down. Um, here's what I'd like to do. I want you to go, you know, take a bath. I'm going to go walk around the block. You know, in an hour, I want to sit down and let's tell each other two things we appreciate about the other. Yeah. 
Nice. And, and then let's connect. And so he, that man has set some structure. He's first, he's applied leadership. He's being a leader in this regard. Hey, here's what I think we should do. Mm-hmm. He is bringing some creativity and hope, you know, hopefully being effective at creating something that is going to open the two back up and then they can reconnect and get through this rather than just kind of going into their, you know, respective bubbles. So that's leadership and that's setting direction and structure in the relationship. Oh my God, ladies listening, doesn't that sound dreamy? I'm just saying like that. <laughs> that is what we want. And you men listening, it, it, it can be that simple. And it's just, it's really, it's like providing a language for, I think, both sexes. I always say that if you, if you didn't grow up learning that language, it truly can feel foreign to you. And so, you know, giving the tools and like you, in your case, the blueprint for people so that they know exactly what to do the script. And, and it's really just about practicing that, you know, with your partner, with dates so that you get into that flow. And it does, it makes such a big difference in the interactions of the, you know, for the feminine and the masculine. So, oh my God, yes, this was amazing. Thank you for, for coming on today. Um, do you have any like parting words of wisdom you want to share? And also please let us know how we can get your book. Yeah. Find you. I, here's, here's what I say to men and women alike. Look, it can be better. Mm-hmm. And all of these, we're all chasing our tail on our relationship problems, but it really comes down to, you know, do you have this polarity? Is there a heart connection? Um, and that's what I'm really trying to teach men how to do. So men and women, it can be better. Um, stop blaming each other. Do your own work. And for, mm-hmm. the, for the men, it's kind of what's in the book. For the women, it's, it's be, you know, being more in your feminine, how to express your true heart, how to be expressive and radiant and all of those things. Um, so that's my, that's my party wisdom. I, and I, and for the men, do your work, you know, buy the book or buy somebody else's book, you know, Mm -hmm. come coach with me or go find another male male coach. It doesn't matter, but, but spend the time and money on it. Your life's going to get a lot better. Your life's going to get a lot better. So, uh, so you can go on Amazon and get my book, uh, the masculine relationship. You can go on my website, gsyoungblood.com. I've got a lot of videos on there. You can check out, you can see my coaching, um, and I'll have uh, uh, the embodiment meditation practice online course, hopefully by the end of the summer. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing all of that. And definitely check his stuff out. It's it's brilliant. And it really goes well with a lot of the feminine stuff that I teach as well. So again, thanks for joining me, GS. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Kimmy. This was fun. Awesome. Thanks for joining me today. Of course, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you're having a hard time receiving and you know it's affecting your dating life, you may be one of my dating archetypes, I'm just saying, that I talk about in my brand new audio course, This May Be Why You Suck at Dating, where I will help you learn to get out of your head and into his bed. And this course is filled with a lot of juicy audio-only episodes, which you can access right here. It's like listening to a podcast as you do my regular podcast 
you know, you'll get all the recordings. There's some workbooks that go with it and guides and a whole lot more. And if you've ever thought, I wish I knew what I was doing wrong after failed dating experiences and you have difficulties tapping into your feminine energy, you'll definitely want to get this for sure. Just click what you see in the show notes and get access to it right here on your favorite podcast platform. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. <laughs>